How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake. I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's it going tonight, Dave? Great. Like the tiger? No, it's I guess Tony. Like you. We haven't Tony. had Tony on the podcast yet. No, that's true. He's not do been you, available. Do you know a Tony? I actually do know a Tony. He's one of my Dota boys. Gotcha. Nice. I, I knew a Tony, but I haven't talked to him in like years because um, we don't play Dota together. Clearly, that's the key. That's really to- what brings people together. This is why I don't talk to my family <laughs> who lives out west. I'm like, listen, here are my terms. Play Dota <laughs> or otherwise you're excommunicated. Yeah. So it works for other people other than just Tony's. That's not just the go-to way to keep in contact with whoever your Tony the listener, you know, whoever you're may Tony, have. maybe right. Yeah, exactly. It's Play what Dota Tony means to you. Right. <laughs> Take out a billboard. Play Dota with Tony. <laughs> God, you're being such a Tony right now. Did you say that in all chat? They're going to get mad guys. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's good. Good. That's going great. It's going pretty, pretty swell here as well. Still weird being home all the time, but you know, Oh, no, I didn't want to actually imply that it was good. Things are bad. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I just say great for people listening the first three seconds. Like, oh, that's nice. Yeah, they get the initial boost yeah. before we start to talk slower. Our volume goes down. Listen, things are not okay. <laughs> yeah. Real talk, though. Real talk. <laughs> so you've been home for like, what, three weeks now about? Yeah, probably about that. Sounds right. Um. I guess most people have been, unless you're literally working in emergency services somewhere. <laughs> for me, it's two weeks because it was not yet state mandated. Mm-hmm. So for that first week, I still went into the office. And there's one other person there who I think might be a sociopath like me. Right. Um, and we just kept our distance, sanitized hands, and didn't talk too much. Mm-hmm. And then Wolf's like, hey... No, I'm like working from home. Got it. <laughs> That's our governor, for the record. There's not like an anthropomorphic wolf that tells us. No, what it's to the do Smash character. Oh, yeah, wolf. Wolf's just like play more games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess he occasionally be... taunts us. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> he he grabs you, throws you behind you out the build, throws you behind him out the building, then shoots you in the air. <laughs> Uh, that's a that's a move in super smash brothers for our listeners throw your tonys out the building (laughs) behind you but uh yeah other than all of the covid19 fun times which you guys aren't here to hear about obviously if you wanted to hear about that you could listen to literally anyone else you know anywhere that's all people are talking are people talking about that people a little bit a little bit I thought they were talking about uh, politics as well. Oh, yeah. That's the other thing. But that's not uh, that's not what we talk about, unless we really just want to buy time and alienate our fan base. It's it's an open-ended thing. I don't I don't care what we do. Mm-hmm. It's, <laughs> it is a free episode. Uh, to kick off an actual topic, though, get us away from politics and diseases. Let's do it. What do you got? What have you been playing recently <laughs> have you uh actually provided the topic <laughs> i imagine he was like a very 
shy 13 year old who kind of comes over with like the the t-ball set and like gingerly places it in front of me (laughs) animal crossing Mm -hmm. which has been conveniently timed for recent events Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's really nice to just kind of like pick up play a little bit at a time or binge played and time skip but i played animal crossing back in the day when it came out on gamecube Mm -hmm. so i was initially a nintendo guy and then when I got the Switch for Smash and one or two other things, I'm like, oh, I can do this. And now in between work stuff, while I'm at home, I'll be like, let's go shake some shake some trees. <laughs> yeah. See what comes out. Yeah, I've never played Animal Crossing, uh, but I did play. So when I was uh, younger, I guess that's kind of always true. But particularly younger. Versus uh, being in the future. Yeah, right. <laughs> Probably like... 10 years ago so Mm -hmm. i was like i didn't really know the difference between a game like harvest moon and animal crossing they both looked kind of similar to me or billy the hatcher i'm like which one do i even yeah billy the hatcher and his magic egg um i still you mention it and i immediately think of the song that was in the trailer because i legitimately have not played that game i've only seen the box art and i know you played it so i made the like the trailer for some reason you like ever have a, a song as a kid uh you hear and it just burns itself into your memory yep and it's just like word association and then it instantly just plays i have that for literally a trailer for billy hatcher billy the hatcher billy, billy the, the hatcher kid. makes me seem like a, <laughs> a serial killer <laughs> right yeah uh but Animal Crossing. Really had to. <laughs> I never played a Harvest Moon either. I was always mm-hmm. interested because of my affinity for Animal Crossing. I'm like, I would probably like, probably like some of these things. Yeah, I think they're both. And correct me if I'm wrong, because again, I haven't played Animal Crossing, but um, it is largely like a routine based game. Like you wake up and accomplish your daily tasks. I I'll- mean, there are some things that you can do each day. Like there mm-hmm. are rock nodes. Or tree nodes. And I say nodes because I played uh, MMOs over time. Yeah, so or RuneScape, kind of a, right? <laughs> the easy term to use. Yeah. Um, but like trees will grow fruit. Um, there'll be bugs and fish. You know, things you can interact with. Um, things like bugs and fish will just kind of appear over time mm-hmm. when you're not on that screen. So you can like leave and come back. Right. Um, <laughs> just run you, around in a large circle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If you've removed uh, all the fruit from a tree, it'll probably grow back like in a day or two. Gotcha. Thing. Huh. But so it's kind it's, of more like dailies. It's partially that and also kind of expanding your island. So mm-hmm. initially you start with like a little shitty tent and then you accrue money and do other chores to kind of get a bigger house. Mm-hmm. You have options to design it how you want. And then also I probably spent a good three to four hours already just in clothing design. Yeah. <laughs> Which it has like this little, it's essentially paint. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was going pixel by pixel trying to copy a Kirby that I saw online. Yeah. I didn't QR code it in. I did it by hand <laughs> and uh, made, a, made a best effort there. That's pretty good. I do like that though. Um, I guess one of the only things I've noticed about this one is, is the time seems to be bound to real life time or I guess the switch clock. So, so all, like, I think all Animal Crossing games have that by default, mm-hmm. but you always have the option to tweak things. Gotcha. So something that was big in the original Animal Crossing, and I'm sure other ones after that, 
was if you did reset your system clock or change the system time, Rossetti would pop up as soon as you left your house. Because that's how you started the game. Yeah. And he'd go like, hey, quit doing that shit. <laughs> Cut it out, kids. And he'd yell at you. And as you did it more and more, he'd yell at you more and more. Like, uh, longer monologues each time. To a point that he actually fake turns off your TV screen by having everything go black. Like and I was just like, yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was my psychomantis growing up. Oh my gosh. And I was like, how serious is this? Um, <laughs> but I think now they're a little more lax about being able to time skip mm-hmm. certain things. Like, let's say I buy something from the store. It's going to be mailed to me tomorrow. I don't have to wait 24 fucking hours. First, mm. I unsync the system clock. I'm like, and it's tomorrow. And then I get back wrong <laughs> that I ordered. Yeah. I guess like, I, I don't know why people would care too much for a largely single player game. I know there is multiplayer in this as well, but I mean, is it really the type of game where Nintendo's like, someone's screwing with the economy for this group of four friends (laughs) i really don't think so i think they just it's nice how it is as far as pace Mm -hmm. i appreciate a good pace i also didn't hate um death stranding Mm -hmm. so much there are parts i have interest (laughs) with obviously but we could have an entire episode on the similarities and dissimilarities <laughs> between Animal Crossing, Crossing and Death Stranding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just running errands for people. Um, <laughs> but it is cool to like see it slowly build up over time. Mm-hmm. You kind of customize your island a bit more or you go and visit a friend's island yeah, and you can like take their fruit and then cross-pollinate your island. Uh, okay. There's, like, a lot of other <laughs> I things thought you can was... do and I'm still learning about. I thought but this was been, just like a, th- a theft thing. <laughs> you just I mean, go to they the usually island. say like, hey, do you have this fruit? And you're like, no, thank you. Gotcha. Versus like me trying to like sneakily shake their tree down. <laughs> Give me your cherries. It's pineapple in hand on a plane back. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually great, though. I do like um, that there's mechanics to incentivize visiting each other's islands to kind of complete your collection, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can also like talk to I th- I don't remember if you can steal people's villagers or not <laughs> I know that that's existed because of reddit posts um, the specifically the example I, I saw was somebody when they were like a t- young teenager like wrote a love letter to one of their NPCs or something oh. <laughs> I think this is on like cringe or something some cringe subreddit and uh then like had their memory card in a friend system or something like that and the villager would switch towns like if they were connected like that and so later the villager was like hey this person has sent me this letter and shows the second person like the se- the person now playing the game this mm-hmm. old letter that was written for them so they kind of just like tattle on you and apparently now like Nintendo, they tell you that they'll share letters before you actually write it for them, <laughs> uh, which is kind of funny. That's so weird. I just like being able to, and now people have done this to me a good deal and I really appreciate it. They'll kind of like send me a little note and you can attach a gift with it. Oh yeah. Yeah. So instead of like having to go visit somebody be like, here, here's this item and you drop it on the ground. Mm-hmm. You can just mail it and then you get it and you have a little nice note with it. So I've yeah, got like, some cool swag. That is always nice. I've definitely played some games where that was the only trading system was via mail. 
So it's just like, oh yeah, mail do that thing. All right, go check the inbox. No message, just retrieve <laughs> item. Call it a day. Even Diablo, like um, at Diablo's the end of the season, whole trading thing was a little sketchy for a bit. Yeah, even without the market, though, at the end of the season, they mail you all of your seasonal items, like just in a bunch of messages. It's hilarious. I don't don't know exactly how it works. In case you had a full inventory, it was going to drop on the ground or something. I don't know how that works or how they have that set up. I don't know. But yeah, uh, Animal Crossing sounds interesting. I've enjoyed um, Harvest Moon type games. Obviously, Stardew Valley, in my opinion, is totally eclipsed Harvest Moon. Um, and I love those those types of games. I, I feel like played Stardew either, but I did play like an hour or two of Terraria. Is that comparable? Uh, Terraria is more like a, I think it's more adventure mm-hmm. sort of based. Stardew Valley is probably more more farming. Um, if you actually really like Animal Crossing and you don't mind, the the big difference I can think of is like the time's not synced to real life. And Stardew what? Valley, like a, a day is like 15 minutes or something. But it's much more like water your crops, explore, mine, fight monsters, do whatever. But over time, I think the common point, it sounds like, would be the sense of ownership for what you're building and what you're accomplishing in those games. Stardew Valley has slaves. That's cool. (laughs) If you count animal husbandry as as slavery, then yes. It is nice to like build up a town. That's one of the things I really like about Minecraft as well is everything there is something that you've constructed or mm-hmm. carved out everything was done by these own two hands yeah aka the one hand that's left clicking but <laughs> that isn't nice w- d- you can't neglect wasd that's that's the other part right <laughs> movement's you, you important <laughs> <laughs> what a filthy casual but yeah no it is it is cool um and maybe if i find myself with an abundance of time i would uh, pick it up. I just I'm a little bit scared because sometimes I play games obsessively. No, I, Jake. I don't, know. Don't make these wide sweeping statements. <laughs> I no know that's how reality across the movie. Um, but yeah, while you're doing that, um, we already had an episode on Doom. Don't need to talk about that. Came out at the same time. Uh, but I've been playing uh, Mountain Blade Two, Bannerlord, um, which. I feel like I probably wouldn't talk about to the same extent that we've talked about Animal Crossing, but it is really cool, especially if um, for people who are fans of the first, I really recommend this one. So what um, is Mount and Blade? Because I'm not really familiar with that game or series of games. It's kind of like a medieval simulator is probably the best way to think about it. This one's technically takes place even before uh, the original Mountain Blade, like as far as history is concerned right um but you start out as just a person design your character backstory pick some skills and then uh go recruit some people to your party fight some bandits and then one thing leads to another leads to another leads to another and you might be a vassal to a major kingdom fighting other kingdoms or you may be the leader of a kingdom yourself and just have like massive armies at your beck and call um so is it like civilization where it's kind of like a top-down thing or is it, is it like part of the game half of it is the top-down strategy sort of running around on an overworld map you trade like that you go between towns and cities and villages um but the other part 
uh, where a lot of development's been invested is the combat, mm-hmm. which is um, uh, if if you think of like what was it, a totally awesome battle simulator or whatever it was called, it's very similar to that. Or Total War would be another good example. Okay, um, where there's just uh, fully rendered 3D characters fighting each other. Um, and uh, by default, the battle size can be 500 versus 500 people. So regardless of who the participants in a battle is, who they are, 500 people for one side, 500 for the other. And then reinforcement, reinforcements will trickle in as people die. So I assume it's all just kind of like AI. If you have like, oh, this is a foot soldier, it'll do foot soldiery things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. A part of me it has that it was like everyone was kind of on like one horizontal line. And mm-hmm. it just mirrored whatever your action was. <laughs> that would be pretty Thrust. funny. Yeah. It's actually um, uh, in the early game, you you are p- actively participating in the battle. The extent to which you do is largely up to you. You can either run forward and actually attack people and like uh, lance them like while you're on a horse. Um, just do like little drive-bys or the equivalent. I guess whatever a horse buy is. Horse buy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a horse pie? Um, Don't step in those. But uh, you, you definitely need your soldiers too because um, I think I uh, told you a story earlier. I told someone a story of the first time I encountered archers. Uh, usually at the beginning of a battle, I'm just like, all right, command everyone to just charge and attack. Like no tactics. We'll just shoot them till they die or stab them or whatever. And then I ran ahead on my horse and would start like picking people off because I'm faster, right? Mm-hmm. It's just a horse. And they'd like throw rocks at me because they don't have weapons because these are just like looters on the countryside or whatever. And then eventually I went up against archers and I was like, all right, I'll just run my horse at them. And it's just a wall of arrows because I'm the only target. Why would they not shoot the commander <laughs> who's yeah. running in front of the army? <laughs> um, I'm just like, ah, I will have to adapt. <laughs> I've um, adopted a new moniker. My new name is Bristleback. <laughs> yeah. But I, I do really appreciate that. Um, you're not really a hero compared to other people. Like in the battle, uh, you can die as easily as anyone else. Um, but it makes the victories feel better. Or if you do take out like six soldiers, you know, in a battle, you're just like, yeah, I'm kicking butt. I am a hero. Well, if you die, I assume you're still the main character, right? That kind of ends yeah. the game. Uh, so combat. The way it works for heroes, um, either in your party or the enemy army, they'll always be like knocked unconscious. And if you are knocked out and your army loses the battle, you'll be captured. Um, and then you kind of are just a prisoner of the enemy army until you can escape and start rebuilding your stuff. Um, but same deal for the enemy heroes. If you defeat them in combat, you can take them prisoner, go ransom them. Um, or you can release them on the spot uh, rather than capturing them at all. And they'll like you more for it. Because like <laughs> if you're if your kingdoms are warring, yeah, it's expected you'll fight each other. So actually capturing them and ransoming them doesn't make that person dislike you. It's actually neutral the whole experience. But like, if you yeah, it's part for the course. Exactly. But if you free them, they're just like, oh, well, that's surprising. Like, I'll, I'll take that. And they like you more. So a hilarious way to actually get the vassals of one kingdom to like you more is to go to war with that kingdom. 
and then just capture their people and free them repeatedly, <laughs> which is interesting. So you've adopted this weird catch and release policy with with enemy nations. It literally is, yeah. Get over literally. here. Get out of here, you scamp. <laughs> Especially oh, if, they, if they haven't had time to rebuild their army because they have to go to villages and like recruit peasants and then train them up. Mm-hmm. So if you just like you captured the guy, ransomed him, he went back to his hometown or whatever. He's like, all right, time to start building my army up again. But you just like beelined right to where he's going to go start recruiting. You can just be like, this one's a little bit, you know, like a small fish. This is just, I don't what's its name for a small fish? A minnow? Yeah, like a minnow. Thank you. Thank you. Um, this is just a minnow right now, but you know what? We'll ransom you anyways and go back. <laughs> I don't know. It's a fun game. It's early access. Um, and the devs have been released a update every single day since it was released, uh, at least for the first seven consecutive days. Is there um, anything that you think is really missing from the game at this point? You'd like to see them add? Um, probably like just a bit more polish and it already supports mods. So whatever they don't do, the community for Mountain Blades Blade is pretty crazy and I know they'll do it. Um, but uh, clean up trading a bit. Um, probably a, a, a bit of balancing and fixing how the AI interacts in massive fights. There's like uh imagine like an hourglass with all the sands trickling through it and that's what the ai does on like castle walls if there's one group of remaining soldiers somewhere in a keep on that wall it's just like a stream of people (laughs) running through um during a siege i actually had some people get pushed off the wall (laughs) because there was so many soldiers running through (laughs) and i'm just like you mean just accidentally they got shoved off it wasn't like their own soldiers yeah it was it was an interesting experience so fix things like that and improve performance if you have like 500 people on screen fighting uh it's a slideshow so (laughs) you know you don't want to have the back 400 in t-pose yeah exactly no it is fun and uh yeah i recommend it for people who like like that kind of setup cool i said we weren't going to talk about it as much as oh Animal i was Crossing. watching the whole time and i wasn't gonna <laughs> say shit i was like I, we've we've surpassed it <laughs> I, I would also say that um they uh someone was using voice commands uh with a command called voice attack mm-hmm. which allows you just like make macros to command their army so they literally say cavalry attack and like cavalry will charge forward or like archers back and it, ar- archers will pull back to you, all this stuff. And it's just like, it sounded really cool until I imagined someone doing it. <laughs> it sounds super awesome, but for how I treat my current Alexa, it wouldn't go over well. Archers <laughs> back, archers back. And I just get passive aggressive yeah. and enunciate more. <laughs> Uh, but i i haven't really played too many games with macros yeah have you ever used because i'm a a plebe plebeian i think like it's it's definitely fun to do if the game kind of can support it for a while i had um voice macros for like destiny for tracking various things but just keyboards now like everybody who has a um either razor corsair whatever 
they probably have some macro options in their software you can set yeah. up. I remember um, for the longest time, once I got my Chroma keyboard, mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god, I can program the lights. Never fucking looked into it once. Yeah. It's now just on like a static breathing between blue and red. I think for a while I had like a on touch, it would ripple out. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I said the word hello to somebody, I'm like, this is too much. Yeah. That's what's funny is like, I think, well, I think one of the first times I actually really used macros was like oblivion to cast spells huh. and then wait to make my ma- magicka, not mana. Excuse me. Magicka recharge. Um, and so I could just like AFK and come back and it's like illusions at a hundred. And for some reason in my head, that's not cheating. You're still just using like a macro to play the game as it's an, as it can be played. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, why don't I cheat? Right? <laughs> like, Why don't I save myself real lifetime and just cheat in that situation? I think for me, like it's, it goes back to having that progression. Yeah. Like that's why I don't like doing any type of like auto farming stuff in Minecraft. It's really mm. cool that you can do it and it's way more efficient. But for me, I need to like go from naked man in the mud to Everything that I'm wearing, I got with my two bare hands. Two bare hands, WASD and mouse. So, like, once I'm at that point, I feel like, oh, I've quote unquote beaten the game. Mm-hmm. I'll do any like silly shit beyond that. Like, if I yeah. died and I lost everything, I'm not going through that again. Let me sit yeah. at the XP farm for two minutes, type thing. Yeah, I, I definitely, I can understand that for some games. I think we probably have slightly differing opinions in this. Because as long as the end result just is a construction that is cool, I don't really care what like my own personal investment in it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just I'm just in in it for cool things for cool things sake. Um, but at the same time, I can understand um, going back to basics and having basic needs and necessities and things that you need to go out and do yourself. Um, there's we all have, plenty we all of games have like that. Jake. Yeah, it is true. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that was supposed to be a segue to something. If no, so, that was just meant to be an uncomfortable pause. Okay, well, we totally accomplished that then. What um, what games do you like for the sake of they generate or generated good stories? Like they like a dwarf fortress type thing where it's just like emergent example, story. My, my example for this question will be. Payday 2, lots mm. of dumb stuff happened over time. Yeah. And that was a good game we played with friends. And I can also say something about like Dota 2. Mm. Like you have these weird situations come up, or like Rust is another one. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. It really so, feels like survival games. Yeah. It comes up in a lot more. Or things that are sandboxy, I should say. It doesn't have to be survival, but if it's sandboxy, you can get some good stories out of that. Um, part of the problem i'm having answering this question though is sandbox games i tend to play to death to the point where i can't don't have distinct memories of you're like oh that was that blur of two weeks i don't know right exactly it's like remember the time that like the person died in lava or was shot or you know which time (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) lost all their diamonds do you have uh, a kind of emergent gameplay story you can think of 
the one I, if you were counting on me to buy time, I didn't. Oh god, <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> the one that jumps to mind from a a crafting perspective, and I think we might have talked about it on the Minecraft episode a while back. Mm-hmm. Was it's been a while. <laughs> we we had everybody geared up, and we were going to go do the Ender Dragon, and it was like we had like nine people, right? Oh yeah, yeah. And so we had eight people go through because I think one person was lagging behind, and when we went through the Ender Gate. It spawned us on subsidian platform, but it wasn't connected yet to the rest of the floating island. Yeah. Made of whatever that material is. Nether or ender blocks. Um, yeah. And the dragon attacked us and it knocked all of us out. And it just it wiped the whole party of eight people. And then <laughs> yeah. fully enchanted diamond everything. Yeah. And we just got like <laughs> We talked about it for a good 30 minutes afterwards because it's just what the fuck happened. But it was done with levity because you're mm. like, that shit was crazy. It's too much. Yeah. It, you, you lost too much to still be attached to it. No, I get that. Um, trying to think. I don't know. It's it's a little bit tough. I, I, I could say my own Ender Dragon experience. We had power armor one time and I just wanted to make a statement at how stupid power armor was so i found the ender dragon then killed it while everyone was offline <laughs> just just <laughs> fly around shot it left <laughs> people later were like all right guys want to get together and kill the ender dragon i'm like which one <laughs> like what on, what ender dragon is there another ender dragon on over <laughs> uh, is it one preserver i think usually um there may be a way to like respawn it but i think it's like some sort of ritual or something i there has to be a way to respawn it it's Some, definitely somebody optional. Somebody look that up for us. Yeah. <laughs> Post a comment letting us know whether you can revive the Ender Dragon. Can somebody get it to us as soon as they hear this so we can put it in post? We'll just keep <laughs> re-uploading the episodes so we get more facts coming in. Oh, man. No, there there have been a lot of, a lot of fun times, though, in survival games in particular. Because we usually don't start out that good at it. Um, no, it's usually consistently bad. I think that's the thing, though. It's it's failure that's more memorable than success when it comes to some of that stuff. Um, like you leave the front door open and rust and bandits come in and kill everyone or something like that, you know. No, it's, it's fun, though. Yeah, good times. Um, so... Moving to the next segment. <laughs> Segway. <laughs> Is Segway uh, named such because it is the way you move to the next segment, do you think? Possibly. I'd have to look up the uh, etymology of that word. I think it's actually entomology. (laughs) It's it's not. (laughs) Entomology is the bug one, right? It is the bug one, yeah. The reason I know about this is because of Monster Hunter, actually. There's an entomologist skill. Ah. which improves your um, carves while fighting bugs and stuff. That's a stupid reason to know something. (laughs) But you know what? That's where we're at. I was never able to carve bugs because I always used weapons that were big enough where it's like, that guy's fucking dead. (laughs) That's what the entomologist skill did, though, is it made it so you couldn't actually explode explode the bugs. Hmm. You'd always get like carves, um, which was nice on the, uh, the Vespoids. All over the place, those little flyers. You essentially have a jar and kind of like scoop all the guts into one thing. You're like, aha, I got a, I got got a wing. 
Um, speaking of getting a wing, uh, there's been some releases recently. I wanted to to mention, get some eyes on. Um, if it's not clear, I, I use the phrase speaking of and then a phrase to transition to something completely unrelated. Oh, I've I've picked up on it over yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> um, the first one here is uh, In Other Waters, which I forced you to watch a trailer for, mm-hmm. um, which is on Steam and GOG. I think it retails for 15 uh, US dollars. But it is a uh, it's an exploration game, question mark, where you don't play as the explorer. You play as the AI with limited visual inputs helping the explorer and it's a kind of a narrative type game um, which looked interesting to me but i'm curious what your thoughts were after having watched the trailer and listened to the music and whatnot it's something that i'd be interested in watching somebody play or stream mm-hmm. but as i was watching the trailer um because basically it has like some topographical map visuals and dots moving between things i'm like okay this is like a setup for the world and so yeah. go into the gameplay. And at some point the trailer ended. I'm like, oh. <laughs> so it wasn't what I was expecting. But yeah. if it is more narratively focused, like I said, I could see watching it rather than playing it because the gameplay does not look interesting to me at least. That's fair. I think um I think uh, initially I saw it because it was it came up as related to Subnautica, which I don't understand at all water Question yeah mark. Te- technically water but because like you mentioned the map is topographical it could easily be anything it could be a desert planet you know who knows um uh but yeah it's very limited input um and i think i i definitely don't have a problem playing games that have very little in the way of mechanics so played games like um orwell or you know text text-based games going way back um but at the same time, it's it's hard for me to judge based off the trailer uh, whether there's going to be some emergent experience where it just where it just hooks you in, where it draws you in, and it's like this is it. Um, I'm going to be sitting back and enjoying this this experience, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it is supposed to be really chill. Has some nice synth music, and uh, it's they they brand it. I guess it's tagged as completely nonviolent or something. I don't know what that means, but. Usually, you have to put that in a game, um. <laughs> but maybe maybe that is actually one of the reasons it was tied to Subnautica because that was one of the points. Also, Subnautica was like violence is pointless. Um, yeah, but on you the can't other really hand, combat things, or if you do, there's no reward for it most of the time in Subnautica. But at the same time, uh, things could fight you in Subnautica, and they did. <laughs> yes. And it doesn't really seem like that's the way it is in uh, in other waters, um, because it's supposed to be more of a chill experience. So I'm wondering if maybe removing some of that tension, knowing that nothing bad can befall the protagonist, might actually undermine the experience or not. I don't know. I feel like anytime you give more information, it always is going to undermine a little bit. In mm. the same way, if you have a, tr- a movie trailer, right, and it goes yeah. over like. Hey, here's like the initial premise. Here's some action stuff. Here's some stuff from the last 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah. But they don't tell you like how it's all related. They just make a, a two minute blurb. Mm-hmm. But now I'm going to be anticipating 
this one thing happening at some point. So like, how, how do you think it would impact say like uh, contrasting this to Subnautica and going off of your movie analogy? Like if you watched a horror movie and upfront, they're just like, Hey, maybe it's just uh, most of the movies, a flashback or whatever, but they're like, these four people won't make it like they will die over the course of the movie. And these two people will make it. Do you think that would undermine the movie? 100%. Yeah. Cause anytime you like see, let's say one of the surviving protagonists in a scene, you're like, they're going to be fine though. Mm -hmm. Then maybe you subvert that. And like something still horrible happens to them. I don't know. Right. (laughs) I like to be surprised, I guess. Mm-hmm. But also at the same time, I I do kind of like the mechanic in games where Subnautica being the go-to example at the moment, mm-hmm. where you are powerless to kind of defend yourself, so you have to be more sneaky-beaky. Right. Because it actually works as a method to pad out the game. Not to say like as filler, but mm-hmm. you literally can't go at breakneck speeds through progression because you're worried about external forces. Right. You can't get overpowered and like, or it's actually, that's not true. You can get overpowered in Subnautica. It's the very end of the game. It's, it's really rare that you have tech that allows you to completely not care about. Yeah. Monsters. But like you keep an eye on like depth and where you are and your surroundings and not trying to like aggro a giant snake fish. Yes, exactly. Giant snake fish is probably the least least scary way to describe (laughs) yeah some of the things in Subnautica but yeah Uh, also accurate though um so yeah that one's interesting um as all things are piqued my interest much more yeah uh Um, grounded by obsidian mm -hmm. that's the full name uh it's grounded (laughs) Grounded by by obsidian (laughs) yeah we're back to minecraft just like that (laughs) it's a prequel (laughs) but basically uh, the trailer is really good. I would just say check it out. Yeah. But it's very much a survival crafty Honey, I Shrunk the Kids where you're essentially in a backyard. Um, so it a, does a lot of being able to play with your childhood like imagination mm-hmm. for how would I use these blades of grass or sticks to construct something cool. And you are the kids in this one also. It's worth noting. <laughs> yes, you are. Yeah. You are the shrunken children. <laughs> I it just don't know. seemed interesting. It was a good trailer. It mm-hmm. looks clean. Um, I'm just worried about like spiders. Yeah. I hate spiders when they're normal size and I'm like a normal human. <laughs> and they are much bigger than me because I am smaller than an ant. Yeah. I think that's a normal reaction though to have a certain revulsion for spiders like that's that makes sense that we would have that evolutionary like from an evolutionary perspective maybe we shouldn't just touch spiders just some cause. people like them man some i know fans, and i don't like I, well i shouldn't say i don't understand that i can kind of understand a spider bro sort of thing but it's definitely not the default that's that's the oddity spider bro i don't um, and I would not probably, but I knew people who would. I try not to hold it against them. I, I don't think I have one currently that I know of. Um, mm-hmm. But like, problem. if I see one that's like in a corner, specifically a corner, 
if you touch mm. flat wall space, I will fucking murder you. Um, mm. But if they can kind of like keep themselves in the corner and deal with bugs, that's cool by, by my books. Oh, yeah. Hmm. But if it's like in the bathroom, no, I'm naked in there. I don't want you yeah. to go accidentally going near my penis. It would be terrifying <laughs> for me and I would freak out and probably smack my penis. <laughs> in, in panic, you know, right. In a bad way. Um, yeah, we don't, we're not here to uh, experience eight legged freaks, the movie. Which I was forced into watching by my friends when I was a young, young teenager. Was that forced? I mean, they asked the comedy one or the thriller one. It was a thriller, I think. It might have been a comedy for me. It was a thriller in any case, (laughs) but um, but yeah, uh, giant spiders. That's kind of a problem. There's a reason that um, there's actually this is this is video game related, um, but uh. Sorry, I had a tab swap, and I was like, oh, did we just stop recording? That'd be a problem. Oh, we didn't. I occasionally have uh, my monitors black out because I'm not touching the mouse or the keyboard (laughs) as I'm talking to you. I had a a full tab just open because an extension updated, and that terrified me. I was like, oh, my gosh, it's gone. (laughs) All of it's gone. (laughs) No. Um, All of the effort we put in here will listen or will reach our listeners' ears at the end of the day, I hope. Um, Skyrim mod that replaced the spiders with bears. But because of the fact that one of the early locations in the game was full of spiders, it made the game like impossible to beat or close to it. It was really freaking hard. Oh, just because of how much damage bears deal and how yeah. healthy they are. I don't remember. I don't know if you remember vanilla bears in Skyrim, but sometimes I just got like dragon souls because bears were killing dragons somewhere in the world. Nope. I, uh, <laughs> I missed that. <laughs> it was pretty ridiculous i just like the idea of like a bear cub being up on the ceiling and then Mm. it just kind of like slides down on a oh no that's terrifying too but yeah uh grounded looks looks obsidian it looks interesting it's made by obsidian uh they usually make rpgs so it's weird seeing them make a survival a multiplayer survival crafting base building co-op story driven thing but we played games like the forest which tried to follow a similar um, template, design, mold, um, and the I think that was still, I think, one of the best examples of that because they did a really oh, yeah. good job of having good survival crafting, having other things to kind of get you out to do stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I found out as we progressed, they actually used a storyline too. Oh yeah, the storyline's like not bad. No, it's not actually bad at all. it's. It's actually pretty good. And for a survival game, it's amazing because they very rarely have any story whatsoever. It's like, here's your meters you have to worry about. See ya, fucko. You're like, yeah. Is this made in Unity? And then that's pretty much the experience. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's going to Grounded is looking to come out. I think it was in July. July. Yeah. July. Yeah. I didn't put it here in notes because um, reasons. But yeah, July. So I'll be a little bit surprised. That's that will be upon us shortly, um, and I would expect it to get pushed back a little bit. But if not, you know, we'll see how it is. Maybe I'll have a follow up to talk about it. I mean, I'll definitely at least play it just for the feeling of being outside in July. Because mm-hmm. we're inside. Yeah. Um, <laughs> was, was that not clear? Um, <laughs> I mean, hopefully, hopefully. We're some people at least are out by July. One would hope. Not to talk about politics and COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I 
That should be its own episode, politics and COVID. People be like, oh my Ooh, gosh. Heavy. The description just skip this one. Thanks. And <laughs> that's it. <laughs> we'll, we'll bank that nobody's going to listen to it and we'll just uh-huh. put up just static for an hour. Yeah. And we've done it before. <laughs> Find the episode. You may have to listen <laughs> to the backlog. Um, oh, we should totally do that. Yeah, man. Just replace one of them. Yeah. Just, just like we, we weren't big on episode four so much. We'll replace this oh. one. Oh, my gosh. Is it um, coming out in the near future to look forward to? Or stuff that's caught your eye? Uh, as far as upcoming things, uh, there's Command and Conquer collection. It's coming out in June, which isn't too far off. Um, I never really played the old Command and Conquers. I just played like Red Alert mm-hmm. uh, 3 mostly because I was a latecomer to the series. But I am a fan of RTSs and they kind of don't exist anymore for the most part. No, I think StarCraft um, 2 was one of the last ones. Mm-hmm. And then what was the space one that we played? Uh, Supreme Commander I, Forged Alliance. Sorry, not StarCraft. Not Supreme Commander. There's another one. Another RTS? That was space space. Uh, oh, you mean actually in space? Sins of a Solar Empire, maybe? It wasn't actually in space. It was. Oh, wow, I'm blanking and just having a lot of dead air. That's all right. It was like you, me, Dan, and Ian. There was a race. There was a race of humans. There was a oh. race of goop. Oh, Grey Goo. Assimilate. Yeah, Grey Goo. Mm-hmm. Yes. That was an interesting yeah. one, and it was an RTS. Yeah, I think Dan all bought us retail copies of that. So thank you, Dan. Yes, thank you. Um, I'm sorry I did not play it that much. (laughs) (laughs) I beat it. I went back and started playing it again and then uh, tapped out for some other stuff. But that's true, actually. That is probably the most recent real entry on the list. Um, But yeah, it's it's not a very popular genre. And um, I don't know. It could be fun to go back and play some of these. I do kind of miss some old RTS like um, Brood War days on fastest maps. I'd probably do again. Mm-hmm. Not actual Starcraft 2 because I suck at that. Um, I mean, you could play Brood War Remastered, which is basically I the same thing so, yeah. as Brood War. I mean, not Starcraft 2. I also really missed uh, a lot of those dogfighting space pilot games. Mm-hmm. So in the realm of like Descent, Free Space, mm-hmm. uh, Freelancer, like stuff like that. Yeah, those are those are also really fun. I actually was looking at um at Elite Dangerous, which yeah. is another game. Uh there's there's a list of games where I'm like, why don't I own this? And then like I look at the page again and I'm like, man, this is exciting. And then I kind of remember why I don't own it. I'm like, ah, right, gotcha. Is it and just way too much stuff? I think in the case of Elite Dangerous, it's just like not fleshed out enough. I guess, um, as far as space sims go for me. Uh, there's other ones that are more fleshed out, like the um, like the X series, X3, X4 Foundations. But those are super buggy, whereas Elite Dangerous is like super pretty and, as far as I understand, works. Um, that's a, that's but, a good Steam tag. <laughs> well, there's, there's space games, so it's not always a guarantee. Yeah. Um, but I actually, I think I have that as a VR contingency. If I ever buy into VR, I'm very likely to also pick up Elite Dangerous. I think that'd be a really good, really good pickup for that. Just like, like in the cockpit. Yeah. Yeah. Flying around. 
it's also like less crazy for me. I guess that would be like a sitting down VR game as opposed to Half-Life Alex throwing head crabs through your walls and stuff like that. I I'd be curious to try it mainly mm-hmm. because um they also have a different VR setup. What do you mean? Oh, for ha- for valves? Yeah, the valve index um apparently is a little bit different than the other ones i know it's more expensive it was like a thousand dollars when i last look Um, and out of stock for a month for the people who i follow who are kind of personalities and valve fanboys uh, they say it's definitely expensive but it is worth it for the technology Mm -hmm. Uh, like they weren't really having issues as far as their eyes hurting Mm -hmm. where you kind of like go in between like oh standard 3d space and then vr and then you're yeah. like, fuck my head. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've probably come the closest I ever have to like actually buying into VR. What um, was the the draw? I mean like Half-Life Alex looks good, but also just even if I didn't pick that up, it's opened the floodgates, I think, into making VR more mainstream. Like Valve recently reported that um there's a million Steam users using VR-capable setups, um, which is a lot. Like, it's not anywhere near their their maximum player base, but it does mean that a lot of people are VR accessible, so more AAA games are going to come out for VR, more games are going to have VR modes, and I don't know. There was already cool things there. It's all of this together. It feels like this might be approaching the point where you step through that door and actually buy in. Um, if it wasn't, if it comes down to like an accessible price point, I'd be interested. Yeah. It's just, there's certain things like once you get to like several hundreds of dollars where I'm like, do I need yeah. that? <laughs> like twice the price of like a PlayStation or something like that. You're like, maybe not. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Cause it's going to, that's the other thing. Like PlayStation five is going to come out eventually. And that's probably going to be like what? 600 bucks or something. And it's still cheaper than top of the line VR setup. Um, yeah. And right now still, they have the, the basis of we've been around for a while. We have a lot of games on our platform already. For a new system, it probably is not going to have as many. Mm-hmm. But then you have stuff like non-platform specific games that will come out. Um, they might still allow some retroactive play for stuff, backwards compatibility. compatibility. But that's mm-hmm. been less consistent over the past couple generations. Yeah. I think PlayStation's been better than some other... Pretty much everybody else as far as um, consoles for backwards compatibility. But I don't know... I think Nintendo did it for the the Wii. Wii Wii and GameCube. Oh, Wii and Wii U, yeah. (laughs) It was actually the GameCube and the N64. (laughs) You just (laughs) jam that cartridge in there. But yeah, it's, I don't know. VR is actually pretty cool. And I'm just going to keep letting things pile on the scales until the financial cost and the availability balance out. And it actually, uh, honestly, if you get that, you're going to lose your wife to tilt brush. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even familiar with tilt brush. What's that? 
it's just painting in 3D space. Oh yeah. But it is I feel like so may, fucking surreal and pretty. She may abstain from it cuz she she already kind of has issues with um motion sickness and quick games or anything mm-hmm. with like some blur. It would have to be very consistent frame rate and it, like a lot of things would have to be pristine from a sensory perspective before it would not make her sick. Um, I'm less concerned with that because I'm used to 360 no scoping fools. So, you know, <laughs> that was a lot. <laughs> I have one of those uh, mice where the ball's on top. I just spin it like crazy and then yeah. just keep hitting the left click and hope for the best. <laughs> you're just depleting the clip spinning in a circle firing the sniper <laughs> rifle my teammates are watching me like that guy's on some next level shit <laughs> oh man i need to play a shooter again i also need to play yeah. monster hunter again i haven't even touched yep. the dlc yet and no i want to at some yet. point yeah we were like all right like should we do an iceborne episode and then four months passed <laughs> haven't bought it yet that's life sometimes, yeah. though. Would you buy Rogue Legacy 2? Probably. I really did yeah. enjoy Rogue Legacy 1. It was just a nice, tight, roguelike platformer. Music was great. I liked the combat. It was just all-around arcade RPG fun. Yeah. So if they didn't fuck it up and continued <laughs> off that, yeah, yeah, it would. I think literally all they've released is like a teaser for it. And they're like, hey... It's gonna be made, so I don't know like what their progress is. There's no release date. There's nothing like that. But that's supposed to be oncoming, incoming, outgoing. Ah, one of those um, in the future. Mm-hmm. It's supposed or, to be in the future. Talking about upcoming releases, there's a game that we've talked about covering in the past, but uh, never done so. Horizon Zero Dawn is actually coming to PC. Do you own that? Actually, do you own it for PlayStation? I do own it for PlayStation. I think I'm like 20 hours in. Oh, uh, (laughs) I just like I like I've said in the past. I have for me. I've always been a PC gamer, but also like Mm -hmm. my whole world is here because like I can go online to watch stuff. I can chat with people. I can record a podcast apparently, and Mm -hmm. like all the games are here. So it's harder for me to move separately to another room where my PlayStation is. And play some stuff there because that's I feel like I'm segregating myself from everything else. I yeah. get I get some serious FOMO. FOMO. Fear of missing out. Ah, okay. I was like full metal <laughs> alchemist. Full metal alchemist. Full metal alchemist. <laughs> Jake, you um, should do the transitions between like the half of the episode, or that commercial uh-huh. break, and when it comes back in. <laughs> full it's metal the, alchemist <laughs> it's best with no commercials for that just the back to back I love it I fucking um, love anime transitions they're pretty great I also sometimes I gotta pause for the, the notes on those screens they're like here's some in universe here's some universe lore that we're never gonna explore in the show um, the but, fucking worst one is uh, I do enjoy my hero academia mm-hmm. but it's like Here's somebody. Here's their blood type and their food they like. I'm like, their favorite who food, gives yeah. a fuck? <laughs> favorite food, sake. Wait. <laughs> Aren't you in high school? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. Do you want to play anything after this tonight? After this? Uh, probably. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's see. <laughs> I'm gonna. Tr- I'm gonna try not to uh, go into details on that, just so I don't end up uh, spoiling the reveal. Well, I don't mean that. I meant more so for like who you want to try and kick my ass with in Smash. Oh yeah. So Byleth is. I guess we haven't really. We haven't had a Smash catch up recently. Uh, I play a lot of Byleth because specifically Gyleth. I, I I started as um, female Byleth, or it could be Boyleth. Boyleth. Mm-hmm. It's true. Um, I don't actually know how old Byleth is. It's impossible to tell with anime characters because they don't show visible aging until they're seniors essentially then they're just their character model changes entirely i think that's how it works in anime i think for all anime characters they're just of the age of legal (laughs) right (laughs) i was gonna say it's like i think as far as actual renditions in anime it's like you've got kids you've got 17 to 25 year olds and then you have seniors and that's it those are those are the three art styles um and there's adults who are the the uh, the young people in their twenties, but have like slight slight marks under their eyes. Uh huh. Oh, they've glasses. aged. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> their clothes aren't as hip. Uh huh. Yeah, we're in a suit or something. Their hairstyle's boring. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, playing Byleth and Smash, uh, and everybody else is pretty much the same. <laughs> there's none. The character that's been introduced to the game since the last time we did a recap is the change <laughs> for me. It's fair. It's fair. Yeah. I still want to try and learn more Lucas. Mm-hmm. I always want to have my Falcon be better. Um, Kirby's had a surprising uptick. Mm-hmm. I never thought yeah, Kirby would impressive. be one of my mains, but uh, Kirby's been getting some work done. Kirby's, Kirby, Kirby's a problem for me. There's, there's a lot. There's a lot. I have to like mechanically have an advantage in a situation where you can't like your recovery and to buy a spear. Like I have to have that sort of interaction to stand a chance against Kirby where it's just like, does Dave choose to die <laughs> or have a chance <laughs> to recover and I can counter it? Um, yeah, no, it's, it's an experience. Um, oh, another thing. Hmm. is going on i don't want to cover everything remaining in the notes we're doing pretty good on time actually which is uh not all that surprising because we talk real slow um there is a new overwatch hero which came out a while ago and we still I still play overwatch periodically you jump in there too group of friends hanging out shooting people getting angry it's been a bit i'm i'm taking a break until next land yeah what is is that like is summer land <laughs> that doesn't seem like that's gonna happen is that even a thing? no idea I don't think, probably not i don't think i don't think that's um, gonna happen um but yeah the new hero is echo he's a damage character who can uh, do the rubik thing basically except if rubik switched heroes entirely so the morphling thing the morphling thing yeah that's so how we provide context for our listeners Echo's old i assume is to target an enemy hero and mm-hmm. then essentially becomes them. Yeah, you become them with full life. Time. Yeah. And you have uh, like some crazy ultimate generation rate, 400 something percent. Yeah. So because it you're would only... suck to switch to somebody and you're like, I'm 
left clicking differently now and then you go back after <laughs> six seconds the whole point is like to be able to use their old yeah or like other abilities in some cases there's a lot of flexibility there um and it's always full health so if you're just like 1v1ing someone and they're like i'm a, i'm about to win you can be like i'm now you and i'm at full health <laughs> good <It's> luck exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah she's really interesting for uh, some of the mix-ups you can do trying to quickly build ult and then use your opponent's ultimate um, especially like in a damage slot you can have like a third tank ult for instance or like pop out a healer ult or someone's going to be really good as genji they're going to mimic a genji and become genji and wipe the enemy team or something yeah um she's also just really cool from an aesthetic standpoint i'm a fan of robots future robots she looks like she's from um detroit become human actually like a prototype android for that um prototype meaning, meaning like smoothed edges yeah like smooth futuristic uh chromatic like not chromatic has um, color scotch <laughs> well chrome white chrome white is what i was going mm. for type look um as the more i think about it the less detroit become human becomes applicable i still need to play that i'm thinking i like, need to unbox that sunny from irobot there you go because that's a good example actually yeah but nobody's nobody's seen that movie it's oh been gosh. so long nobody else just has the full will smith collection <laughs> just cause no okay that's fair <laughs> i think irobot's worth a watch if only for refreshing yourself on the laws of robotics mm-hmm. i mean you could also google oh my god there's only there's only or, three or watch this <laughs> an hour 45 minute movie <laughs> yeah um also just so you get my references where i'm just like i'm sorry my responses are limited you must ask the right question um, and for people to get people. when i say chew sorry i'm allergic to bullshit <laughs> <laughs> uh god did she just who was it It was shia labeouf right did she just shoot at me or no did she just shoot at you with her eyes closed <laughs> that was another line from that wait shia um, labeouf was an irobot yeah he was just like a kid what yeah i'm he was I'm in some forgettable roles <laughs> around the transformers era <laughs> he was the protagonist in Transformers series too apparently people are telling me i only have eyes for optimus Anyways, <laughs> I like Optimus's voice a lot, actually. Oh my gosh, yeah. It's unfortunate they couldn't use the term the Matrix of Leadership and they had to call it the Cube because I really just want to hear him say Matrix oh, shit, of Leadership. I know, he was a very forgettable role. I feel like he probably paid money to get in on that movie. He's like, please, just don't let me be forgotten. <laughs> oh, but Sonny is voiced by classic alan tudyk from oh. firefly who also did the voice of the robot from rogue one interesting the the sarcastic uh sarcastabot yeah, the imperial so good. droid yeah oh man the only redeeming part of that movie in the whole series but uh, <laughs> Ro- rogue one was pretty good i think the rest of it everything since rogue one question marks question marks exclamation points more question marks yeah but 
Yeah. Speaking of movies, we don't do that. Except when we do. We could at some point. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, rounding up Blizzard news. There was a Hearthstone character. Nobody cares. Who plays Hearthstone? Not me. Uh, new hero here. added there. Blitzchung, uh, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> That's quick and topical. I still like that. That's basically when a lot of people stopped caring. So <laughs> good point. Um, and then BlizzCon may be canceled. Um, what's interesting here for me, not necessarily the canceling of BlizzCon, but the fact that it's in November and it may be canceled due to the virus. Which is like a ways out, right? Um, and so that's kind of surprising for me. They've apparently only canceled it twice since it started like 15 years ago or some nonsense. Um, yeah, so I'm wondering what else might be hit. I know a lot of things are being canceled just for as far as how much time is needed to plan something mm-hmm. for however long it extends. Sometimes it's just not worth it to. What I do it's find crazy thing. interesting I still mm-hmm. have a wedding that I'm supposed to go to in like a month that yeah, I have good not luck. heard anything about. <laughs> I kind of want to text them being like, hey, you guys still getting married? Because, uh, the other wedding I was planning to go to is being postponed yeah. for, you know, safety reasons. Yeah, nobody I know, right? No. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I can't, um, I mean, not to judge people literally on the, the day of their their marriage. But it's it's a really bad time for it. <laughs> probably probably shouldn't do that. Um, we already were in a position where we're like, hey, we should we should uh, get like get the telephone off the wall and call people up, be like, hey, we're probably not going to make this because you know the virus and life risks and things like that, immunosuppression and whatnot. Um, and then the people were just like, nope, nope, we're going to cancel. We're going to push stuff back. And I'm like, you guys are saints. So if they're saints, then your friends who aren't canceling are sinners. You know, I'm just saying they're <laughs> sinners. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They've so, yeah. Proud, <laughs> yeah. I was trying to think of it. was like, all right, so failed to avoid the talking about the virus failed to avoid mostly succeed not talking about politics theology though that's that's the that's the one that's the ticket we should have an episode on religion yeah what are we gonna do split our audience nah we're all right static for an hour um speaking of static for an hour uh as always you guys can send your thoughts in uh, let us know how you feel about TalkCast in general. Do you think we should be more focused, maybe less focused for types of episodes like this? We're trying to do these probably like once a month. Yeah, so. it's a way for us to not plan things. Mm-hmm. Um, and also like we can just kind of like get on a call and chat and still have our podcast dynamic, but not need to be like, oh, we have to have this game beaten or researched by a certain time. Yeah. Um, and we always hope that it comes across more personable better mm. other ones i don't know right where we're, we're complete strangers where we ignore the audience entirely um, yeah uh yeah i think i think they're fun i enjoy them but um don't let that sway your opinion if you think they're trash let us know uh by either 
sending in an email at soapstonepodcast at gmail.com. Or you can publicly tell us they're trash on Facebook at facebook.com slash soapstonepodcast. Facebook keeps telling me you guys should like the page. I don't feel like you need to. Just, just throwing it out there. I don't feel like you need to. You can just periodically. You can dislike the page. Yeah, you could report the. In fact, report the page. <laughs> report it for sexual indecency. <laughs> Give us what we deserve. <laughs> As always, we'll see you in the next one. Have a good night.